This is a Locker Room Production. everybody how you doing well that's good welcome to the broad street hockey radio locker room live post game my name is bill Matz. i'm your director of fun and games for the evening well that was fun wasn't it nice 7-3 loss there uh we got a cool we got a cool uh little fight from joel farabee knocked out uh mark friedman of course friedman gets the empty net goal and uh shane gosses has something to say about it shoves him into the boards well after the play and that allows the penguins to run it up just a little bit more uh, this season has just been has just been a disgrace. This is like the twelfth time they've allowed like seven goals. I don't know. Uh, they get blown out regularly. Tonight was another one of them. Let's see what you all have to say. Let's lead it off with Warren. How you doing tonight, Warren? All right, I'm good. I'm good. Um, we only have what three more games left this year? Is it three or four? I think it's three. Yeah, uh, the weekend against Friday, Saturday against Washington, and then Monday against the Devils, and then it's all over. Don't they play Buffalo too this week? Maybe. I think I it's know. just why I think that's just I think they have the back to back against uh, well, Washington. Well, anyway, you know, bad start tonight. The same old, same old, and you know, they can only uh, looks like they can only play one good game in a row now. Uh, and just tonight, just noticing leaving guys open all over the place. Uh, that last, I think it was the fifth goal by Crosby to connecting to standing watching the puck. I mean, I I don't know, man. I mean, the players are the players, but they, it doesn't seem like they the, the coaching. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't seem like anyone's being held accountable this year. Yeah, I've uh, been. It's been hard for me to like criticize the coach this year because twelve months ago I thought he was a top two or three coach in the league. But when we're this far into the season and there's still the exact same problems, like yeah, you can say the season's over and it doesn't matter, but. Guys standing still watching the puck, that's been a problem since the very beginning of the season. And you see tonight, like, it's it continues to be an issue. I, I have to say, TK is the poster boy for not – he preaches, but he doesn't follow what he preaches. You know, and uh, I don't know if I had any say, be the first guy out of here. This, yeah, this it'd be, it's – It'll be interesting to see what they can do to reshape this all uh, reshape this roster. Thanks a lot, Warren. Like I'm, I'm not in a hurry to get rid of TK, but I do think there there will be trades to be uh to be had out there this summer, and it, I'm not uh, I'm not hesitant to pull the trigger if it improves this team. That's what I'll tell you about TK. Uh, let's go to Hunter Moyer. Hunter, you're live on the post game. Uh, what's up, Bill? How's it going tonight? Uh, not bad. I I think I consider myself a passionate fan, or else they wouldn't come to these things after blowout losses. Um, I like I said, I don't know how people go to these games. The Flyers better be fucking paying them. They better be paying for their gas, um, their food, uh, everything. I, I like I said, I don't know how people go and watch that shit. Um, I don't even care if they pay prepaid how many months ago. Um, and also, I think the they said is, on the I think they said on the broadcast at the end. They haven't won back-to-back home games since January, which is uh, when the season started. Like that's that's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know how that is, and and let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. But the NHL player safety, 
they will be looking at uh, – I just got off the phone with them. They will be looking at Gus Bear's um, hit. He will be suspended for the rest of the year. But don't worry. Tom Wilson will play in the playoffs this year. So, Oh, 100%. Uh, like, it's, it was such a joke that the idea that they were ever going to suspend Wilson is hilarious. And I will not be shocked whatsoever uh, if, if Ghost is suspended for what he did at the end. <laughs> uh, it, it was absolutely dirty. Honestly, the only thing – the only reason I don't think he'll be suspended is because uh, Friedman got up. Like, if he's down, it's over. Shane Gosses Bear is getting cuffed on his way to the locker room. Uh, but yeah. yeah, the Tom Wilson thing, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think I would have bet more on Tom Wilson not to be suspended than I would, like, uh, let's say, Connor McDavid to win the Art Ross at this point. I don't know. Like, I don't know what it is with that guy. I don't. They, they love him. I, look, don't get me wrong. I love, I love Wilson's aggressiveness towards the game, and he's a skilled hockey player. But he's just fucking dirty. Like he doesn't know he doesn't know when to stop. And the NHL not taking um, the opportunity to suspend him and shit like this, it hurts the league. It hurt like the player safety is a fucking joke. I, oh, I don't, yeah, I don't agree with anything that they do. But I, I've lost my patience with this fucking league. And I and honestly, that's honestly probably why a lot of people don't consider it one of the four major sports is because the fucking refing is so inconsistent and it's. Uh, I don't even know, that... tonight, like even tonight's game, and there was like it wasn't egregious one way or the other. It was just the referees have no idea what they're looking at. They're yeah. just making shit up. They don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, that's all I have to take away from this game. Thanks, Bill. All right. Thanks a lot, Hunter. Yeah. In terms of the uh, like, here's the thing. It absolutely like is a detriment to the league overall. Uh, but like in the long term. But I guarantee you. The next, uh, this I think it's tomorrow, the Washington and uh, Rangers game. This is going to be one of the three or four highest rated uh, regular season games of the season. Like, without a doubt, they are going to be promoting the shit out of it. It's the only thing you're going to hear tomorrow. Uh, it's it's it, This is going to be one of the most anticipated games of the season. It's going to be one of the most watched games of the season. So, yeah, I agree. It hurts the league in the long run, but for some reason... They love Tom Wilson, and this is going to pay off for them just in terms of uh, popping a big rating. All right, let's go to Zach Boyle. Zach, you are live on the post game. Yeah, Bill, how you doing? How are you tonight? Um, five years into a 9%, so I'm doing all right. Oh, excellent. Way to go. Yeah, um, yeah bought a six-pack of Voodoo Ranger. Why not? Um, but, uh, yeah, I, just kind of go off with what Hunter was saying there. Like, The, the league has such a clear problem with – picking its favorites and then just letting them kind of get away with whatever they want. Like that, I, I didn't even hear about it. Cause I, I'm not on any social media. And then my girlfriend told me about the hit and I was like, Oh, all right. So I watched it and it was eerily reminiscent of remember when Aaron Asham, uh, took his, the brunt end of his stick to Braden Chen's Adam apple and then gave him a one, like just a, just for good measure, like a punch across the back of the head when he was already on the ground. I think it was, yeah, like, yeah. It just reminded me of that, and I was just like, like that was perceived as like a bench clearing brawl. Like, how is that in in today, nine years later or ten years later, whatever it is? Like, how is that not perceived as infinite, like exponentially worse? And then, yeah, and then like <laughs> on the exact same exchange, like Artemi Panarin, one of the best players in the league, actually gets injured, and nothing. Like that's the one thing. The NHL governs by result. They didn't even do that this time. They were just like, ah, fuck it, it's all right. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. it. You know, are the Capitals paying off, uh, you know, the Players Association? I, I really don't get it because, you know, I guarantee you, you know, uh, like, for example, like the hit on Raffle, I think that was a couple days ago. Like, that yeah. was a dirty hit. What, sure. like, what, what, how, how is this not, like, 10 degrees higher than that? I, I mean, I don't really have anything to say about the Flyers. I just wanted to talk about that because it's, it's hockey-related. But, yeah, fuck sure. the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Yeah. The, it, this is ridiculous. It really is, and thanks a lot, Zach. It's, it, 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 I'm not one to say, like, oh, things are getting out of hand. Again, you all know how much I love this goddamn sport, and the violence is a part of it. It's what got me into the game when I was a kid. Again, I'm looking at a Frank Bailoa's bobblehead right now. He's my favorite hockey player of all time. But like, you know what Frank Bailoa used to do? Drop the fucking gloves, look a dude in the eye, and knock him out. Like, what's wrong with that? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Two guys like Mark Friedman and Joel Farabee tonight. Uh, Friedman hits Farabee. Farabee doesn't like it, gets up, says, let's go. And they fucking drop the gloves and go. That's how you play hockey. It's not this hitting people from behind bullshit. It's not seeing what you can get away with. Like, yeah, sometimes there's a little stick work. Sometimes there's a little dirty stuff here and there. But when a guy is face down on the ice and you clobber him, like, in the back, you know, with your stick wrapped around his head already, it's just dirty bullshit. It ain't hockey. There's no room for that. But, of course, the league doesn't give a shit. Like, they, they think it's all well and good. They love Tom Wilson. They think he's good for the game for some reason. It's why they only ever have goons in the fucking player safety position. Like, Chris Pronger, dirty. George Paros, like, a goddamn enforcer. Like, these guys, I don't know how they... I don't know how the NHL isn't liable or susceptible to, like, major concussion lawsuits in these situations. It's absolutely insane. But, you know, as long as Tom Wilson keeps getting away with it, he's he's going to keep doing it. So why would he stop? Like, he's going to Todd Bertuzzi somebody one day, and the league will go, well, there's no way we could have stopped this. But, you know, it's, 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 it's moot at this point. They decided to do absolutely nothing about a guy who's, uh, who's embarrassing the league. Uh, let's go to Ian Ackerman. Ian, you were live on the post game. Hey, Bill. What's going on, man? How are you tonight? Okay. You know, I figured they wouldn't win two games in a row, but uh, – what the hell? They rarely do. Yeah. What the hell kind of hockey world are we living in where Tristan Nyari has a has a better season and looks better than Carter Hart? If you would have told me that at the beginning of the season, I would have laughed. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you would have told me that two games into the season, I would have laughed my ass off. And all of a sudden, here we are. Like Tristan Jari's turned his season around, and Carter Hart drove his season off a cliff. Yeah, and I mean, I know it's not all Hart's fault. Uh, all hearts fault. Excuse <laughs> I me. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Glitching out here. Um, but ugh. next year I plan on coming out that way, uh, coming out back home in Philly and catching a game. I never been to a flyers home game and, uh, I want to take my uncle Rob to a game. He's the one who got me into hockey. He told me all the glory stories about, uh, you know, broad street bullies and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I don't know when they release the schedule, but I want to, check that out and go catch a game. But, man, if they are pulling any of the same bullshit next year and it's a game I go to with my uncle, I'm going to be pissed and want to climb over the damn boards. I, it's I, just, no, it's, it's, it's one too of our, much. One of our first callers said, like, I, he doesn't know how people pay for this shit. And I honestly, again, like, I'm all for – people are fans. People love hockey. And the Hockey Live is absolutely awesome. Check out a Flyers game, especially if you've never been. That'll be a good time. 
yeah. but like god damn it must, I cannot imagine paying to see this shit right now. And I expect them to be better next year, at least watchable. Like, they've yeah. been unwatchable for basically two and a half months now. But, uh, shit, this is just, this is embarrassing. Yeah, like, I've been to several, you know, games here in Detroit at uh, Joe Louis Arena and then a couple at uh, Little Caesars Arena, you know, when they play the Red Wings out here. And, you know, it's fine and dandy, except being around that cringy fan base. But, uh I just want to go to a game, you know, the home game and seeing them like dominate and then, you know, just like, you know, feel good the next day. Like, man, how about those flyers? Like they really got something going and I hope they can do it. You know, that's all I got to say, man. Thanks a lot. I hope that works out for you. And thanks for, uh, thanks for chiming in. Let's go to, uh, Chris Krochak. Chris, you're up. Hey, Bill, how's it going? How are you tonight? I'm doing all right. Um, so I got uh, two, two things I wanted to say tonight. Number one, kind of a little story. Um, I was scrolling through Twitter this morning, and I think it was Jim Jackson shared that it was like 17 years ago today where JR scored that goal against the Leafs uh, to send the Flyers to the Eastern Conference Final. And it got me all nostalgic, you know, watching that game with my dad. And I just thinking like, man, that team, those teams back then had such swagger. Just watching a two-minute highlight of how those teams played, it's just night and day. Like Those teams had personality. They had swagger and... I mean, when you watch a game uh, in the modern era of the Flyers, like last year or two, do you, do you ever get that sense that they had just that that personality where teams were afraid to play them? You know what I mean? Yeah, and, it really see it really <sighs> seemed like they were developing an identity and some swagger last season, bringing in Kevin Hayes, and they finally like had what they needed to compete. The goaltending was playing well. It seemed like they were developing it. And then the playoffs started, and they started to play this weird, scared hockey, and it doesn't seem like they ever came out of it. Yeah, I mean, it's just – it seems like there's nobody – it's kind of like transitions to the, the other point I was going to make where do you think there's anyone on the Flyers that, like, opposing teams or fans, like, are legitimately afraid of on the Flyers? Like, we obviously have a lot of nice players, like Claude Giroux is my favorite hockey player of all time you know we got guys that'll score 30 goals and go point a game and all that good stuff but is, is there a player on the flyers where when they have the puck other teams are like oh shit like we have to game plan around that guy they don't they're not built that way it looked like maybe you know when shane goss bear first year in the league maybe first three years in the league he was kind of a guy teams had to look out for but he's really Kind of a complimentary piece at this point. Claude Giroux isn't that player anymore. Uh, you have to account for him. Like they, I'm sure they spend time in the video room saying this is what Giroux does on the power play. Take that away. And Sean Couturier, obviously, teams try to line match, try to avoid him with their top lines and all that stuff. But no, they don't have a great, they don't have a game breaker. They don't have a guy who it's like, hey, if we're up one, um, it's going to be tied real fast unless we really account for this guy, unless we actually match our top players against him and they win, uh, you know, the shift, that they win the game for us. And they don't have that. Yeah, it's just and – I, and I don't know how you get a player like that. You either have to luck into drafting one, like getting Giroux at whatever, 21 or 22, or you got to get a generational talent at one, you know. I mean, I don't know how you get these guys. but It seems it seems pretty much it, and they're going to have to figure out a way to to improve the overall talent level of this team this summer. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, like like you said, there's a lot of nice complimentary pieces, and and hopefully Giroux can kind of become like that Marion Hosa for the Flyers, you know, like 
playing second, third line. That's how I, I always pictured him and Couturier becoming like a Taves and Hosa sort of duo. And I think they kind of have that dynamic. It's just um, like there's no Duncan Keith or Patrick Kane here to kind of fill out. Like they, they maybe have those two guys, but they don't have the rest. And the rest is, is pretty damn important. So it's uh, – they got to – they have to – maybe, you know, Joel Farabee is going to be that sort of top-line player. <clears throat> Excuse me. It looks like he has that sort of potential, but it doesn't uh, – right now I wouldn't say they have that guy. Yeah, maybe it'll be Morgan Frost. Maybe we'll be uh, pleasantly surprised. <laughs> that, that, my God, that would be awesome. Thanks a lot, Chris. Uh, just in terms of what Chris was just saying, like the uh, like those teams that had uh, swagger and identity, um, just remember, you know, obviously it's been 130 years or whatever the hell it's been since they've won a Stanley Cup. <coughs> Excuse me. But remember when the conference finals were like, a regular occurrence now getting to the final four and losing, getting to the Stanley cup final and losing, like it doesn't feel that great at the time, but compared with, to what they've done since my God, 95 lost conference final, 97 lost cup final, 2000 lost com- conference final, uh, 04 lost conference final, 08 lost conference final, 10 lost Stanley cup final. Like, yes, that is honestly depressing to read about, how close they've been and how long it's been since they've actually, you know, completed a playoff. But goddamn, like, they haven't – they've been to the second round three times in the last, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven seasons now. I guess that was probably pretty simple math, 2021 minus 2011 or whatever. But, like, it's – it's part of that identity. They don't have an identity of winning and it's not something we, we talked about it a few weeks ago. They don't hate to lose like those teams, you know, that Ronick team, you say what you want about that group of guys. They were fucking going for it. Like that Oh four team, it was a bunch of dudes taking their last chance at things. Now some, some of the guys like Ronick played a little while. The Claire played a few more years for those terrible Pittsburgh teams. Uh, but, you know, Recky hung around and won another one. But really, like, in terms of being major contributors on a Stanley Cup contending team, those guys were dying for it. Like, Keith Primo, short, like, basically ended his career uh, to play in those 04 playoffs and give us the performance he gave us. And this team just doesn't have anything like that. Alex Gold. Alex, you're up. Alex, can you hear me? Oh, well. Oh, there you are. Hey, sometimes when the app's not loaded it's all weird yeah the app's um, the app's been a pain in the ass recently yeah anyway um just want to thank you real quick for doing these post games they're quite therapeutic actually in a year that's gone to shit i um, need someone to talk to yeah i think we all do and nobody's going to talk about it on the radio that's for damn sure no certainly not um i truthfully didn't really watch or listen to any of the game because the union game was on and they're in the champions league but I kept an eye on it. Um, but that's really neither here nor there. You, you talked about Wilson before, and I'm sure you hammered it pretty pretty well. But what what can like the players do to stop? That's him? The th- because that's it's like the league's not going to do anything. The players' union is clearly. I mean, they have to protect the player, but there's also you know x thousands of 
other players in the players' union who are now not safe because he literally pile drive two people in the span of 30 seconds. How do, how does he keep getting away with it? And how do can the players just like just just someone cheap shot them and say, well, it's been a career, but it's for the common good. Like, how do you deal with that? The only way to deal with it, and it's it's something the players will never do because then it'll just start a whole rash of shit and lead to even more star players getting hurt, is that you do that to Alex Ovechkin. You do that to Nicholas Backstrom. That's how you take care of it. Like, because that will stop him. Nothing else stops him. Taking a shot at him, you know what's going to happen? The guy who does that will get suspended. The guy who does that will get kicked out of the game. The guy who does that will get fined. It won't be Wilson. It'll be the dude who goes after Wilson. So how do you take care of it since it's going to be the same penalty either way? You go after their best players. You start actually targeting their stars with dirty plays. But no one wants to do that because, one, I want to see Alex Ovechkin play in the playoffs. Like, that's fun, seeing the best players play at the height of, of, of hockey. And, two, it's just kind of shitty that, like, Alex Ovechkin, maybe the greatest goal scorer ever, is in danger because he's teammates with an asshole. Like, it, it's, you know, it's it, fucking it, baffling that he gets a fine after his history. It, it really is like a fine, like a first offense thing. Like, Rakdo Gudis got how many games after his tomahawk chop? Like, that's I th- didn't uh, Jake on that reverse hit got like a game or two. And like, yeah, it, it was it was an it was interference and it was a bad elbow and it wasn't a properly executed play. But like, that's a hockey play. What Will Sam doing get a game for like? Being bigger than a guy? Yeah, pretty much. Like, that's that's what happens. That's stupid. The it's, fact it's that he didn't even get tossed. Wheel. The fact that he didn't even get tossed is, like, absolutely incredible. But he'll keep doing it as long as he keeps getting away with it. And it's going to take something ugly happening. And, like, then the league will pretend it had no idea that this was a possibility. Oh, what was me? For how, how could this have possibly happened? Yeah. Who could have seen it coming? No, thanks, Phil. Uh, Phil, you're not Phil. You're Phil. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> no problem, Alex. Thanks a lot. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to Hunter. Hunter, you're live. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to uh, bring something else about uh, the Tom Wilson shit. Is he's not he he wasn't fined? Like it's five thousand fucking dollars. Like it, that's nothing. That's that's why honestly, probably part of me is saying that's why he thinks it's okay because. Even if he does does get fined, it's fucking pocket change. It's nothing yeah. to him. No, and we we even talked about it. We joked about it on the show when he first signed that contract extension. Like, you think they throw him a couple hundred thousand extra a season? Just be like, this should cover your fines too. Like, it's it's built into his contract. Like, he's got an extra million on his contract total, and it's like this will this will cover you. But like, yeah, four or five k. Like, what is that? It's absolutely nothing. It's 100% why he keeps doing it. He knows exactly. There's an article on The Athletic today. It was basically like, whatever you think of Tom Wilson, he's not out of control. He's doing exactly. He knows the process. He knows what the league will and won't punish him for. And he's exactly on the line that they've drawn for him. And that's why he keeps getting away with it. And these $4,000 fines, he can pay them forever. Yeah, Exactly. How many times has he been suspended? Is it seven? I think so. And it's uh, like that's outrageous. Honestly, that's he'll go. You know, he'll go twelve, eighteen months without a suspension. They'll wipe the slate clean, and then immediately 
he'll do something ridiculous. And it's like, yeah, well, we treat him like a first-time offender now. Yeah, well, that's that's what pisses me off is because was it like his previous offense? He was like, I'm going to clean my shit up. And then yeah. he comes out and does this. That's just, that's fucking, retar- that, yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't, it's, that's whatever. But with the Flyers, though, is Kevin, Kevin Hayes. And we, I was talking about it with uh, one of the guys in the thing is, I, I, I don't know how I feel about him. Like last year he was, he's pretty much basically putting up the numbers is what he did last year, if I'm not mistaken. And it's weird to think about that, but he, I'm just, I'm not okay with these fucking spinoramas, 1080, no look fucking passes that end up going the other way. That's so, uh, that's so frustrating to watch. It'd be okay. I'd be okay if he just, um, saucer passed or just something, just not be fucking a puck hog that, tries to do flashy shit and it just never works and that's you know last year when it was working it's fine and you don't want to take you don't, I don't always want to take a player's uh, risk away from them because like the risky plays are the good plays that they separate the great players but it's not working this year whatever it is like he needs to simplify his game and like he he hasn't been as good offensively especially in the last couple weeks like the numbers were basically the same and he's he's pretty much slumped ever since and um it's i i, I Kevin Hayes is one of the guys cuz there's no way he's this bad like there's no way he goes from doing what he did last year in terms of penalty kill and just the energy he has He's one of the guys that kind of makes me think they're not really this bad. And, like, whatever it is, the weird schedule, crazy COVID restrictions. Like, yes, I still think they need to upgrade. I still think they need to shake things up. Coming back with the same team, running it back is an unacceptable – like, that's an unacceptable way to treat this offseason. But I do – like, watching him and watching what he was last year – there's something else. There's something else the matter with this team more than just the players aren't good enough. The players yeah. aren't good enough, but there's something else there too. Yeah, I think I think not just he has to simplify the whole the whole team needs to simplify things. I mean, we got fucking Sandheim who can't even skate backwards without tripping over his own fucking feet half the time. I I don't know. I just think it's lack of lack, lack of confidence maybe uh, in, in a lot of the players, but. Uh, or maybe they just aren't trying. Maybe there is that that thing where you do see Claude Giroux and Vorchek trying to go out there and going for it because they realize their time is ending soon. And the newer players are like, well, fuck it. I got 15 years left in the NHL. Maybe this year just isn't it. And uh, maybe there is that lack of understanding between the generations. So I, I don't know. It, it's going to be a tough offseason, but I'll I'll have to see what happens. Thanks a lot, Hunter. And yeah, I do think I do think some sort of uh, I do think there's some sort of divide there with the uh, the urgency on this team because we just do not we did not see all year the type of urgency that a team in this position with you know an an impending uh, expansion draft where someone is definitely leaving and that someone is probably like a ghost of Jake or a JVR um, Claude Giroux with you know two years left on his deal now one year after this season uh, you know aging out of his prime. Sean Couturier, uh, you know, two years, one year left on his deal, aging towards 30. We did not see the type of urgency we needed to see from the rest of the roster. And there is, I don't know about like a locker room, like a uh, schism, but there's, there's something there where it's not translating to everybody. Zach Boyle, Zach, you're up. Hey, Bill. 
Uh, how you doing? How are you? Good. Uh, working on number six of that 9% now. So there you go. Uh, things are progressing. But this one's straight up for Hunter Moyer. First of all, um, I agree with what you're saying. Uh, I just did the math. If Tom Wilson earned the same $5,000 fine that he did to, uh, earlier this week, uh, every day for the next three years, he would still have like a little over $1 million left on his contract. Every. <laughs> That if he five thousand dollars every single day for three straight years, so that just tells you how little this thing has any impact on him whatsoever. Yeah, uh, it's it's a joke. Yeah. So uh, the other thing I wanted to pose to you, Bill, was, uh, what do you think of Philip Forsberg? I mean, I don't know where Nashville thinks that they are right now, but Dallas clearly had a really weird season, and that puts. Nashville on the outside looking in if they were anywhere close to where they were last year. So would Voracek, Patrick, and possibly Myers with a kicker from Nashville be enough for you to just say, sayonara to the three of you, we'll take Forsberg and whatever pocket change you want to give up for him? Forsberg's a lot younger than I thought he was. He'll only be 27 in August. I could have sworn he was like 29-ish. But, uh, you know, I'd want to see... The hypotheticals are all great. I, I, yeah, I would. I would take Philip Forsberg. He would fill that. He would definitely fill that hole as a, one of the you know middle centers with uh, with Hayes there. And uh, I, I, it's tough to say though. I, I, I'm never big on hypotheticals. Thanks a lot though, Zach. Um, but yeah, Philip Forsberg's a good player. He's not a great player. Probably not what a lot of people thought he was going to be in. Uh, in Nashville and when he was, when he was drafted by Washington, but you know, I, man, what did he put up this year? 31 points in 36 games, 12 goals. That's not too shabby, but yeah, I, I, it's always about what else there'd be in terms of a deal. Uh, and what else, you know, the other moves they make too around that move. Uh, Mr. 60, what's going on, going on tonight? Hey Bill. So, uh, I don't know if the, I just discovered a new drinking game, but <laughs> I've been drinking every single time a Flyers defenseman had a shot blocked from when they shot it from the point. I've never seen a team have more get more shots blocked uh, from their defenseman than this team. Yeah, it's you would think just based on the number of shots that get blocked out high and the number of misses the defensemen have that. There must be room in the middle of the ice. There must be more room in the slot for guys to get to just because, like, how are these players blocking shots and taking away the middle? Like, there has to be something – there has to be room somewhere. Yeah, I guess the uh, vision care isn't in the uh, Flyers' uh, what you call packages, their benefit packages for their players. But, um, yeah, it's actually comical because, I mean, if you take a step back and, like, look at this whole season, like, look at everything, like, Flyers fans have been bitching about. It's like, oh, uh, we got to move Voracek, JVR. And it's like, if you look at the top three in scoring, for the I know. Team, it's, it's Voracek and JVR and Giroux. But it's just the whole thing's comical. But then I, tomorrow night, I, I honestly hope the Rangers just sit there and they're just like, all right, you know what? The league's not going to do anything. Good for them, honestly, releasing that statement. I think that's honest. That's hilarious. It really but, is hilarious. Like, that is not something that ever happens in hockey. No, I would love to see them just call up every single AHL goon that they have and just suit them up for tomorrow night and just be like, all right, oh, yeah. we're going to take care of it ourselves. 
No, I wouldn't put a single NHL caliber player on the ice. I'd say our players aren't safe. We're not putting them out there. We're giving our young guys a shot. And, you know, our young guys, they might not be that disciplined. You know, they're AHL players. We'll see what happens. And one more thing for you. I mean, honestly, like, with this season gone to shit, like, I would love to see, like, obviously this would never happen, especially, like, I thought of it like, oh, NBC Sports is shutting down, but not NBC Sports Philly, obviously. Yeah. But it would be absolutely hilarious to see, like, JJ and Jonesy just go, just literally rip a couple beers during a uh, <laughs> a game and just go full Jack Edwards and just, like, literally just express everything that they have on their minds. It would always be funny. Like, I've always thought, like, the ultimate, um, and thanks a lot, 60. Uh, I always thought, like, the ultimate broadcast would be, like, two Homer fans uh, just, like, hammered calling a game on HBO, just ripping players apart. Or also, like, a hardcore gambler and a hardcore fan. Like, those two, like, that intersection of, yeah, they're they're rooting against each other for two totally different reasons. Like one has a bet and one just loves it. Uh, I always thought that would be great too. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, JJ Jones. I would love. I just I would love to know what some people. They've been a lot. They, they've been. I would say JJ has been a lot more um, Merrill Reese-ish, Merrill Reese-ish this year in terms of just being like. Well, yeah, they uh, get scored on again because they suck. Like I feel like that's been a lot more a part of his uh, of his play by play style this year as opposed to in the years past when maybe I I just don't think they sugarcoated as much this year as they have in the past, uh, and I've appreciated. Uh, Stunk Beagle, great name. How are you tonight, Mister Beagle or Mrs. Beagle? Going once. Oh, there you are. Hey, can you hear me, Bill? I got you. Yep, you're live. All right, thanks. I got two things to say. Number one, I I kind of wanted to highlight one a bright spot in the game. Actually, uh, I've been really impressed with Wade Allison. Um, I think he's more than just an upgrade from like an NAK. Like he has the gritty, scrappy kind of his game, but he's also got a shot. And I think that there's there's no question that he makes this team out of camp next year. Um, I think he's going to be part of the you know part of the team going forward. Oh yeah, I, I think that one hundred percent. I think he has a you know the potential to be a whole lot more than NAK is, and I, I wish they had more guys who I thought were like clear upgrades on Nicholas Albe Q Bell because man, last year I thought that guy showed a lot of potential, a lot of jump, uh, brought a needed element to the fourth line, but he's been nowhere to be found most of this season, and you can say that about a lot of guys. And if we're depending on NAK, like we're already kind of in trouble, but the depth of this team was supposed to be a strength and what he does as a fourth liner, like is part of that strength. And he just hasn't done it this year. I mean, it would be great if, you know, both of them can contribute that kind of play style and not just one. Oh yeah, but sure. That's obviously not the case. Yeah. And the other no, this thing team... I have to say, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. no, I just say this team absolutely needs to get a lot. To say was... Yeah, I, I agree. And the other thing I had to say, sorry for buttoning in on you. Um, was for some reason I just I just don't like Mark Friedman, and it seems like the rest <laughs> of the team doesn't either. Um, but when I heard it, you know, he get him getting a fight, I'm like, come on, go on, take it to him. And, and when I heard him go down, I almost like celebrated a little bit. You know, you don't you never hear you you never want to hear someone get hurt, but for some reason I just was like, you know, this guy's been a thorn in all what of four games he's played against us this year. Um, but I'm like, man. I I mean, if that rekindles some of the, you know, 
Battle of Pennsylvania flair going forward. That would be fun. No, I definitely – like, I wish they played one more time now. Like, I, I kind of wish I could see how Pittsburgh would then respond. Uh, like, it was – it was. I thought it was fun that they put their top power play unit on uh, at the end there to get that last goal because, like, why not? Fucking run it up after what Ghost did. Uh, I, I kind of wish these teams yeah. were, would go at it one more time just for my own – personal entertainment and so like it's it's a guaranteed over when the flyers and penguins play too so jesus uh like what was it 10 goals tonight uh, they can't make the number high enough so it's uh it, it's it's a lot of fun and it, maybe it will rekindle something i think all of mark friedman's points are against the flyers this year i think he's got like three points and they're all against us <laughs> i think you're right yeah that's it's the only games he's played in because he got concussed and like the first or second game was hit on Patrick or something. Yeah, it's been a – it's man, what a ridiculous year. Thanks a lot, Beagle. Like, what a ridiculous year that Mark Friedman has been part of uh, – has been part of this storyline. Like, we've gone back and forth with him. The Flyers wave him, thinking they'll get him down to the minors. Ron Hextall claims him on waivers. Maybe he really likes Mark Friedman. Maybe Mark Friedman – is a uh, is something like we thought maybe he could be at least better than uh, some of the players the Flyers have iced at the bottom of their lineup since losing Friedman, but it's just hilarious the way this thing is going. Uh, you know, getting getting in scraps with Friedman, him John back and forth. The stuff with Ghost tonight, like uh, that's a little that's a little too dirty. Like it's just late. The guy's not expecting it, but these they clearly just don't like this fucking guy. Like, we were joking about it earlier in the season. Uh, like, you know, maybe there's just a little rivalry there. Maybe he's just trying to uh, – maybe he's just playing a little harder, playing a little tougher against his old team, wants to prove something that he belonged, and it was, you know, everyone else who was really underachieving. And honestly, uh, he's got a point there. But as this thing's going on with Mark Friedman, it really seems as if the players on this team had a serious issue with this guy. Like this is a this is a group that hasn't stuck up for anybody all year. And Farabee gets hit clean by Friedman and Jake's getting in there and Farabee goes, nah, I got him. Like that kind of shit hasn't been happening all season. And here we are. It's it's just wild. Like he gets he he tries to hit Patrick after we took how many runs out of him at him and he ends up being the one that goes down and that's when he suffers the concussions. So I I don't know what's going on with Mark Friedman. Maybe we'll get some maybe we'll get some more backstory uh, this off season. Maybe something will come out about it uh, this summer. You know, someone gets in touch, uh, you know, writes a little writes a little feature on it, something. Um, but there has to be more than just he thought he deserved more of a shot here. You know, I don't. That, there seems to be genuine animosity between the Flyers and uh, and Mark Friedman. All right, I think that's just about it. If there are no more speaker requests for tonight, yeah, Beagle says it reminds them of Manning versus McDavid. It like to uh, Mark Friedman should be inconsequential to to the Flyers. Like he's some guy that played a few games, and for some reason they just really hate each other. It's it's it's, it's baffling somewhat. But it's this has been a weird fucking year. Uh, let's see here. Any more? I'm up for torts instead of AV. Man, John Tortorella is uh he's entertaining as hell, but goddamn, I don't know if um I I really just do not think this is the the right group for John Tortorella. If they couldn't put up 
with Elaine Vigneault, there's no way John Tortorella would last two months here. Um, uh, listen, I do think this team needs a kick in the ass. I just think that wouldn't work. Um, I always think about uh, when we talk about that kind of team, like I always think about the, the Phillies before Charlie Manuel and like Charlie was the nice guy who no one was really sure how effective of a manager he was. But there's one thing I always thought about Charlie, and it's that the players who played for Larry Boa, Chase Utley, Pat Burrell, Jimmy Rollins, the guys who were here for that, uh, all looked at the rest of the locker room and said, we have to play our asses off for Charlie because we all like coming to work every day. And if he gets fired because we're not playing our asses off, they will bring in an asshole like Larry Boa, and we will all, we will all hate coming to work every day. Uh, and so I think, like, maybe I, I don't want to – no, the Phillies did beat the Brewers. That's nice. 6-5, they held on. So we uh, we catched that one, too. It looks like it was a pretty good night for your boy. We're going to have to check the old sports book when we're done, but uh seems like a good one. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if the Flyers need, like, the nicest of nice guys to play for, like the ultimate jovial players coach because – God damn, they do sure seem to need a kick in the ass, but the smallest stuff seems to uh seems to bother them. So I don't I, I don't know what the answer is for this team's uh for this team's woes, their lack of accountability. Like A V really seemed like the guy for this team. He really seemed to have the perfect personality just twelve months ago. So we'll figure it out. We'll see how this goes in the off season. Uh, we got a whole offseason to talk about all sorts of this shit. Uh, yeah, Zach says, I don't hate A.V. Blaming him is stupid. He's not accountable, but he doesn't suit up. He's not not accountable, but he doesn't suit up. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. Yeah, it's it's always on the players. I, I'll always put it on the players first. And after watching the team last year under Vino, how can I be like, no, actually, he's a bad coach. Like, I, I think the assistants need to go, but uh, they need to make some changes. I'm not ready to say A.V. is one of them yet. All right, that is all the time we have for you. Uh, I have for you on the BSH Radio Locker Room Live post game. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. And if you haven't already, you know what to do. You've got to hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content delivered to you daily. Just because the Flyers are, uh, you know, just kind of playing out the string doesn't mean we are. We still put out all sorts of shows every week. We got BSH Radio, we got Fly Perbole. We have the post games, checking out the competition, the forecast, so much content. I think there's even more that I don't remember, but who's to say? You'll have to dis- you'll have to subscribe to really find out. All right, thanks a lot, everybody. Uh, until next game, my name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody.